0: Welcome to Bed Crime Stories Podcast. I'm your host, T. So now we have it from the Carroll County Prosecutor's own mouse, Delphi suspect. Richard Allen, who was charged with 14-year-old Libby German and 13-year-old Abby Williams deaths, may not have acted alone. Richard Allen was present at today's hearing. The 50-year-old pharmacy technician turned up at the courthouse for the first time since his arrest on October 26. With a large coat slung over his shoulders, with his hands cuffed, that was probably the only option. I'm a hundred percent certain Allen was also sporting a bulletproof vest for his own safety. He is, after all, the most loathed man in Delphi, Indiana, and possibly in the entire state. He didn't look so tough as he was escorted into the courtroom today, by the way. His stature was dwarfed by the two guards flanking him. During the hearing today, prosecutor Nick McLeland pushed Indiana Judge Fran Gull to keep the probable cause affidavit sealed. According to local news outlet WRTV, McLeland said, and I quote, we have good reason to believe that Allen was not alone. There could be other actors, end quote. The prosecutor even went beyond that and filed a motion for a gag order to keep anyone involved in the case from divulging any details. And in a move that many big news outlets probably sank upon hearing, Special Judge Fran Gull said she'd decide whether to release it at a future date, and promised to do so in due haste. The media outlets were fighting hard to get that document, along with the charging docs, released in line with our constitutional rights as American citizens. The chilling mic drop moment was when McLeland disclosed for the first time something many have predicted since Allen's arrest when the prosecutor initially asked Judge Benjamin Diener to seal the probable cause affidavit that Allen may not have acted alone. If Libby and Abby's families didn't already have enough horror in their minds over this crime. Now they will be pondering this awful possibility and who mm. that person or those persons might be. McLeland argued the document should remain sealed so as not to compromise the investigation. He also stated that releasing the affidavit, which outlines their theory of the crime, could lead to the harassment of witnesses who are named in the document. Can you have two mic drop moments in one setting? The problem with all of this is that it's going to lead to further speculation, and I doubt the big news outlets, big time attorneys will let up on Judge Gull. This lady is caught between a rock and a hard place, as they say. Allen's deft attorneys asked the court to set a bail hearing, And Gull granted it. The two attorneys argued that the sealed affidavit shows how, and I quote, thin the case is against their client. But before we all freak out about that wording, let's remember that Superintendent Doug Carter of the Indiana State Police said he does not believe the investigation would be undermined by unsealing the documents, and he also felt the evidence in the affidavit was strong. In a sense, Allen's attorneys, to do their job well, almost have to ask for things like a bail hearing if they feel it's even the remotest degree possible. So maybe they're just doing their jobs. As top gun defense attorneys, note that the bail hearing is set for February 17th of 2023. So this thing is going to be drawn out in either a twist of dark irony or maybe perhaps a calculated move, the bail hearing date will be exactly 6 years and 4 days after Libby and Abby lost their lives. In the hearts and minds of the people of Delphi and the girls' families, that time of year is likely especially painful and emotional. No doubt a potpourri of sadness and anger will be floating through the courthouse air at that hearing. By the way, Libby's mother, Carrie Timmons, told the U.S. Sun newspaper that she'd prefer to keep the details of the case under wraps for now to ensure that the trial goes forward. She said, and I quote, what is releasing that information going to do? It's certainly not going to help the prosecution in any way. End quote. Timmins was recently vocal about expressing her upset at why it took the authority so long to discover Richard Allen's alleged involvement in the crime. She said, and I quote, if they have in fact caught this guy after six years with him living under their noses, then what were they doing all this time? It makes me sick. Obviously, it's all alleged, but it's rather disturbing. He was just there this whole time. End quote. Now, I want to share what Criminal Profiler John Kelly said recently in a video about the Delphi case. Note that John Kelly is a fascinating man. Over the years, he apparently went from a drug abuser, substance abuser, to I believe a psychologist, and then on to criminal profiler. He is the ultimate success story, and he's also very good at profiling criminals. One of the most interesting things Kelly said about the Delphi case in a video he published a day ago is that the YouTube community and the girls' families made sure over the past five and a half years that Libby and Abby were never forgotten and that their case never went cold. Most of the time, it seems like YouTube creators are all lumped into one basket and all deemed as more troublemakers in cases rather than helpful advocates for victims and sleuths assisting law enforcement, it was refreshing to hear John Kelly acknowledge the role that many true crime creators played over the past five years in this case, specifically the creator's who were always respectful of the families and dedicated to trying to find out who harmed Libby and Abby. The other really fascinating thing Kelly said was that by all these creators making videos about this mysterious bridge guy, pretty much every day over the past five and a half years, they were likely keeping suspect Richard Allen in check, reining him in here's how Kelly explained it. So let's say that Alan is found guilty of playing a part in Libby and Abby's nabbing and deaths. When he first saw the video footage that courageous Libby took of him walking on the bridge and ordering her and Abby down the hill, Alan probably, excuse the expression, pooped his pants. If YouTube dings me for that expression, man, I'm going to be mad. John Kelly believes that Alan was likely living in daily fear of being caught because of Libby's video and because of all the other videos constantly appearing on YouTube where creators were trying to figure out who Bridge Guy was. Kelly describes these videos as having the effect of cooling Alan off, of neutralizing him to the point of him perhaps not committing any other crimes, out of fear of getting caught, and let's hope to God that that is the case. That if Allen is found to be Bridge Guy, that he did not harm anyone else over the past five and a half years because he was so terrified. Of getting caught. Kelly talked about Bridge Guy being someone who gets off on scaring people. For someone like that to find himself being the one who was terrified, the one freaking out about being found out because of Libby's video, is like just desserts. And hearing this, I feel that if Richard Allen really is found to be Bridge Guy, I hope that he was scared out of his mind each and every day. I'm not sure that he was for the entire five and a half years, but I think it's safe to say that he was during those initial days and weeks and months after the crime. Kelly said a lot of credit goes out to Libby German, and I feel the same way. She is the shero of this horrible story because she was already fighting for justice before she even stepped off that old railway bridge. John Kelly describes Richard Allen, if he is found guilty, as a sadist and he asked, can you imagine how he felt every time he went on YouTube and TV and saw himself? He must have been chilled to the bone. Kelly describes this as putting the fear into the sadist. So in the end, Alan ended up feeling the most fear. Per Kelly, these guys like Alan and gals get a high out of harming other people, scaring other people, and doing other people in. And Kelly is certain that Richard Allen was going on YouTube to try and get an idea of how close law enforcement was getting to him. Kelly says these criminals all do this. They all watch every piece of media about themselves to see what info is out there. It makes me wonder if Kagan Klein's father, Tony Klein, has watched videos about the case when he and his son are discussed in those videos. Throughout his career as a criminal profiler, Kelly has asked criminals of this ilk that he's interviewed what they typically feel after committing such a crime. Some said, We're scared. We have a body, and we have to get rid of it. We have to put some distance between ourselves and the body. Kelly aptly noted that this is karma coming around to the perpetrators. And Kelly also talked about why Richard Allen wasn't scooped up sooner by the authorities. And he says it was only because of luck. Per Kelly, Criminology 101 says that if someone tries to inject themselves into an investigation, or if someone puts themselves in the same location At the same time that the crime occurred, they have to be cleared or eliminated by law enforcement. Somehow, in this case, Richard Allen's name got lost, and it took law enforcement all this time to go back and find his name in the files. John Kelly also feels that if Allen really is Bridge Guy, then at age 45 in 2017, when he allegedly committed the crime. He most assuredly had done this before. Kelly expressed that law enforcement has to now go out and see if there are any other crimes that Richard Allen is responsible for. Kelly stated that he's now wondering what Allen did after the Delphi crime to satisfy his incessant sick urges. If he wasn't out harming other little kids out of fear of getting caught, then what was he doing to feed his sicko compulsions? Kelly also believes that Richard Allen must be carefully watched in jail right now because there is a real threat that he will attempt to unalive himself. I cannot say the actual S word. Allen is not looking at a fun future if he's found guilty and he knows it. Let's hope the jail guards and the Indiana State Police are keeping a very close eye on Richard Allen. I'll leave a link to John Kelly's YouTube channel and the video he published yesterday in the description. Until the next time on Bed Crime Stories, on your way out, would you mind hitting that like button? And what about subscribing and maybe leaving me a comment?